Sean Murphy's defense will be the biggest factor for the Braves in the upcoming 2023 season. I'll give you some of my other X factors as well and talk about the game from Wednesday for the Atlanta Braves on this episode of Locked On Braves. So let's get into it. You are Locked On Braves, your daily Atlanta Braves podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Lockdown Braves, part of Lockdown Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I am your host, Jacob Mastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. Also, make sure you check out shortstopball.com where you see some of my written work and other material. Make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at Lockdown underscore Braves. Send in any questions, comments, or feedback that you have for the podcast, and they may be featured on the podcast as I try to make this as interactive as possible with you. And thanks for making Lockdown Braves your first listen of each and every day. We post episodes daily, five days a week, Monday through Friday, and are free and available on all platforms. On today's episode, I'm going to be talking about the biggest X factors for the Braves in the upcoming season, giving you a couple of players and then some couple specific reasons uh, why I think there will be some big X factors for the Braves this year. Get into some of yours as well as I asked you on Twitter, and we'll talk about Wednesday's game where Jesse Chavez, Kirby Yates, Nick Anderson look pretty good. Justin Dean continues to be impressive as well. And then we'll get through some news as well. And a, a news story that I teased yesterday has become uh, con- official and confirmed by sources that I have heard from and others. And we'll talk about that later in the episode as well. Also, hopefully we make it through this episode. Pollen season hit me uh, quicker and harder uh, than I thought. So apologize if there is some coughing or have to take some breaks, especially if you're here live with me. But let's jump into the action and see how much we can get in before things do get bad here. My first X factor for the Atlanta Braves this upcoming season is Ozzy Albies. And there's a lot of reasons for this. One is that I feel very good about everybody else mostly in the lineup. You know, I feel good about Ronald. I feel good about Olsen, Riley, you know, what Murphy and Darno are going to bring you. I even feel somewhat good about Vaughn Grissom if, if he is a starting shortstop, at least offensively. I, I feel pretty good about him being able to hit. I do have some questions about Michael Harris and his second year, if he is as good as he was last season. But the one big question mark for me is Ozzy Albies. What is he going to be? I think I know what he can be and what he most likely will be. But it is a bit of a question mark. He's missed two of the significant time in two of the last three seasons. Granted, 2020, you know, missed half of a 60-game season. So that's a, a lot of the year. Last season missed more than half of the season. So, first of all, need him to stay healthy. Can he stay healthy all year long? And then what type of player is he going to be during those last three years? He slashed 258, 306, 466, 44 home runs, 26 stolen bases, a 104 OPS plus with 100 being average. Over the last three years, he's been slightly above average as an offensive player. Now, in 2021, he's an all-star silver slugger, but just those three years on a total, he's somewhat been average offensively. And look, if you put 
Ozzy in the five to seven hole in the lineup, which is where I think he should be. And he's a 750 OPS player who hits mid 20 home home runs and steals close to 20, 20 plus stolen bases. I think, you know, that's still a really, really good player. However, is there more in the tank for Ozzy Albies? And I think that is why I kind of make him my X factor for the offense. And I'm going to get a pitching X factor as well, but for the offensive side of things, I feel pretty good about everybody else. I'm not expecting anything out of left field, the DH position, but everywhere else, I feel pretty solid offensively. Ozzy is the question mark for me. I'm not sure what I'm going to get. Really bad start to 2022, then pretty much missed the rest of the season. Coming back from that, what is he going to look like? And is there even more in the tank? Again, I think his floor is a 750 OPS player, 2020 type season. And that's great. And again, for somebody through five, seven spot in your lineup, that's really good. But is there more? I just feel like there can be more for Ozzy Albies. We can see him raise that on base percentage. You know, we can see him elevate his steals, which, you know, he's done a great job of in the past. But now with the, the new rules, the bigger bases, could see even more of that and still tap into that power being a 25 to 30 home run hitter, getting all those doubles that he gets. So, I just think there's more in the tank for Ozzy, and I think if he gets there, this will be the best offense in all of baseball. And it may be, even if he doesn't reach that, but with Ozzy, without a doubt, I think the Braves could be the best offensive team in all of baseball. Now for my pitching X Factor, Charlie Morton is the pitching X Factor for me for this upcoming season. Again, kind of like the way I did it offensively, I feel good about Max Fried and Spencer Strider as long as they're healthy I think they'll compete for the Cy Young Award. And I feel good about Kyle Wright, that even if he's not as good as he was last year, I still think he's going to be a solid part of the rotation, whether it's a two or a number three. But I do have some concerns with Charlie Morton. And was last season just an aberration coming off that leg injury, um, which I don't think we've taken to taken into account as enough, enough as maybe we should have, or is Father Time finally catching up? with Charlie Morton, and we're seeing him in his decline. I think that's what we need answered in 2023. I think that's what he needs answered in 2023. And if you look at his baseball savant page for Charlie Morton, there's a lot more red in 2021 than there is in 2022. That is certainly for sure. And I think the biggest questions for him, and when you look at those and compare those from 2021 to 2022, the biggest thing you see, and we've talked about it, I did a whole episode on it during earlier in the offseason. When he got hit this year, he or last year, he got hit hard. He was leaving balls up more than he usually did, and when they got hit, they got absolutely crushed. You see his average exit velocity go from the 66th percentile in 2021 to 28th percentile in 2022, and the hard hit percentage went from the 90th percentile in 2021 to the 17th percentile in 2022. That is a huge difference. You combine that with the fact that his walk percentage was worse, all the batters that he was hitting, and that leads to the year that Charlie Morton had. So can he get back to having that better location, not leaving some of those pitches up, which perhaps had a lot to do with coming off the broken leg? If he can do that, again, just like with the offense, I think with Ozzy always being the key to the Braves having maybe the best offense in baseball, I think Charlie Morton getting back to 2021 form could be the key to the Braves having 
one of the best, if not the best, starting rotations in all of baseball. So that's why Charlie Morton is an X factor there for me. All right, next, I want to get into some of your X factors. I'm going to give you two more X factors, including Sean Murphy, the catcher the Braves brought over this offseason. Why did they bring him over? It's because of what he's going to bring you that is going to be so different and so valuable in 2023. We'll talk about that next. It's the midway point of the NBA season, so now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app today. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drain. Get in on some preseason bets for MLB, including win totals, which we talked about yesterday. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Again, I just mentioned it yesterday. We talked about the projections for the upcoming season, win totals, player projections. If you want to go back and check that out, give it a listen. On Monday, I told you why Dylan Dodd is the best candidate for the Braves to win Rookie of the Year in 2023. Hopefully, we get to see him again coming up this weekend. Go check those out again if you haven't already. Tomorrow will be our weekly mailbag podcast. So be on the lookout for my tweet during the day on Thursday where you can submit your questions or come back Thursday night. Join me live to ask there. All right, getting back into the X factors for the upcoming season. My next X factor is bullpen depth. We talked about a lot, a lot about this in the offseason, just how deep this Braves bullpen is. Iglesias, Minter, Jimenez, McHugh, Lee, Yates, Litke, Chavez, Anderson, Elledge, Stevens, Tonkin, Bodkick, Vodnik. Now those May not all be guys that you just truly trust, but we're talking 10, 11, 13 guys that the Braves have already that you can somewhat count on in your bullpen if needed. Now, you know, there's obviously a few high leverage guys, those at the top, Iglesias, Mentor, Jimenez, McHugh, Lee, hopefully Yates. Um, you know, those are guys that you would more so trust in high leverage situations, but still, that is a very, very deep bullpen to start the season. And I mention all the time, you know, bullpens can be finicky year to year. And, you know, this could blow up on you really quickly. You know, somebody gets injured. One of your top high leverage relievers gets injured. Another one regresses. Then all of a sudden your bullpen is in trouble. But going into a season, I can't imagine there are many teams out there with more depth than what the Braves have in the bullpen. And I think that's going to be a huge weapon for them all season long, having that type of depth and being able to call on guys. I mean, you would feel pretty comfortable with Iglesias, Mentor, or Jimenez closing out a game if needed. If Yates gets back to his prior form, he has plenty of closing experience. There's just a lot of guys here who have that track record that you feel comfortable with. And again, maybe all these guys don't work out. They they probably won't. But going into a season on paper, you can't be more much more confident in the depth that you have in the bullpen. And I think that's going to play, again, a huge role all season long in the Braves' ability to run out these guys 
from the bullpen to help them win games throughout the season. Now, perhaps my biggest X factor for the Braves going into 2023 is the defense of Sean Murphy. I cannot wait to see Sean Murphy behind the plate. If you listen to me enough, you know I'm a geek when it comes to defense. I'm all over Vaughn Grissom and watching him or listening to him rather this spring training because I'm just so curious how much he's grown defensively. I love the defensive side of the game. So just for me personally, I cannot wait to see Sean Murphy work behind the plate. Those of you who are maybe a little bit confused about the trade in the offseason, if you pay attention to the small details and what he can do back there for you, you are going to quickly see why this was such a great get for the Braves and just the difference maker that he can be. And not just him alone, comparing pairing him with Travis Darno and Travis Darno being a great game manager, great great pitch caller, not nearly as good with the arm, but a good pitch framer as well. Having those two back there, it's going to give you the best defensive duo in all of baseball, and they're not bad with the bat either. Perhaps may give you the best offensive catching duo in all of baseball. But Sean Murphy, an elite arm, an elite ability to block the baseball, great pitch framer, and works well with the pitching staff. And the new rules coming into this year, I think, make his job even more important and will make him a even bigger X factor for the Braves. And if you haven't already watched episode one of Behind the Braves this spring training, I watched that just before I jumped on this podcast, and it's got me even more pumped up for Sean Murphy this coming season, just seeing him picking those balls in practice, talking about getting familiar with the pitchers and how that is his number one thing and everything else is secondary. I love to hear that. That is the job of a catcher. And he just, he's saying all the right things, everything I'm seeing. You know, they even have videos of pop time in spring training. That looks great. I just cannot wait to nitpick Sean Murphy all year long and just the little things that he's doing behind the plate defensively to help you win a ball game. I just, I cannot, I cannot wait to see it. And I think it's going to be huge. And I think that could be the biggest X factor for the Braves going into this season. Now, some of the biggest X factors from you all on Twitter, uh, large, large says the biggest X factor is Murphy behind the plate. Agreeing with me might be why I picked this one. Said this year with the emphasis on running, Murphy's defense is going to be huge. I absolutely agree, obviously. I liked this one from Corey Slovic, who says, I think it's Arcia. He's the one singular infield depth piece that could possibly have a positive impact. If Grissom needs to go to AAA for a while, Ozzy gets hurt, etc. Arcia is the only chance the Braves have to salvage a championship season. And while I don't necessarily think a championship season rests on Arcia, I do and have said all offseason long, and we're going to talk about the Braves' biggest weaknesses and strengths next week, but for me, their biggest weakness is infield depth, and Arcia is that infield depth, the one that you feel best about right now. So that's why I like that comment from Corey because I think Arcia could play a big role for the Braves this upcoming season. Braves Goose says, to me, it's got to be Acuna. We really need to see him at MVP level this season, and I hope he dominates. I hope he does too, and I think we get MVP level Acuna, and I really hope he stays healthy. I think the Braves are so deep, and it's crazy to say this about a player who has MVP talent. I don't think the season necessarily rests on him 
being that player. I think they can still win without him being that just because it's so deep. But I do agree. I want to see that and obviously would have a huge impact if he's back to that MVP level. Chris Baker says, Morton and Wright. Um, if you if Morton is better than last year and Wright doesn't regress too much, the Braves will be okay. If I had to choose one, I'd go with Morton. So I certainly agree with Chris there. I think Morton is a big X factor for the Braves this year. Braves Country HD says, production from left field. The rest is loaded top to bottom. I honestly was surprised I didn't get more responses for left field. But in my mind, again, it goes back to what I talked about earlier. The lineup is so deep, and I really don't worry about one through six, one through seven, depending on who's in the DH spot. And I really don't worry about Vaughn Grissom at the plate. So I think, you know, the Braves get anything out of left field. It's just a bonus. But again, I don't think the season hinges on whether or not the left fielder is great. Um, Becca says, there are so many ways you could go with this question. I'll go with the health of Ronald and Ozzy. If those two return to form and play up to their potential, something we didn't get from them either either of them last year, then I feel like this team is going to be great. And I think that's a, a good call as well. Obviously, I talked about Ozzy. We had a lot of you know responses about Acuna. If those two are healthy and playing like they're capable, that's going to be a, a big get for the Braves in 2023 and helping them win another division and hopefully winning a World Series. All right, next, I want to get into some game notes from Wednesday. Jesse Chavez, Kirby Yates, Nick Anderson, Justin Dean. Matt Olson is locked in at the plate. We'll talk about that and also get into some news. We had uh, Braves and Rays on a Wednesday. Shane McClanahan on the mound for the Rays, so a good test for some of the Braves hitters who did struggle a bit. Uh, but the pitching side of the Braves was very, very solid. You had... Jesse Chavez get the start on the mound for the Atlanta Braves, and he looked good, as you might expect from Jesse Chavez at this point. Two innings, one hit, no walks, no earn, and three strikeouts. And jokingly said on Twitter that perhaps he's pushing for the fifth starter spot. I do not believe that, but I, you know, I did have him as the last guy in in the bullpen, and what we've seen so far, he's looking like he might get that last bullpen spot, especially with Santana already being DFA'd. I think Jesse Chavez is looking like a real good candidate to be that long reliever in the bullpen. Kirby Yates had some good and some bad. Mark Bowman, who was there in person, commented on how good the splitter looked and said the fastball velo was around 93 miles per hour, which is great to see. But Kirby himself said the home run that he gave up was on a bad splitter. So still working, getting the feel back for that pitch. But sounds like for the most part, it did look bad. It did look better. But there was one bad one that he left up and got taken deep for a solo home run was otherwise a clean inning for him. Nick Anderson looked really sharp, had a very quick fourth inning with two strikeouts, and he faced Brandon Lau, Randy Arozarena, and Ben Gamble. So some major league hitters there. Uh, fastball set around 93-94 again, according to Bowman. And that's about where he was in 2021. Still not back to his 2019 or 2020 seasons where his velo was more 95, 96. And perhaps we don't see that again, but that's when he was so dominant. But still, you know, he can be really good at 93, 94. So great first outing for Nick Anderson. Austin Riley got his first hit of the spring, so that's always great. And he came off Shane McClanahan, so good for Austin Riley. Thought he was going to go hitless all year, but it was not to be. Uh, Matt Olson, on the other hand, who I thought might never get out this spring training, 
he is locked in and continues to be locked in. Didn't get a hit on Wednesday, but he fell behind 0-2 to McClanahan before he worked a full count and grounded out to first base, just showing you again he's locked in. A very tough pitcher who was striking out everybody else, but he's able to battle back into the count and put the ball in play. Fell behind again in his second at bat before drawing a walk. So we're seeing a very locked-in Matt Olson right now who seems ready for the season to begin. Eddie Rosario continues to put the ball in play, making some hard contact as well, lined into an unfortunate double play on Wednesday. But overall, one strikeout and eight at-bats for Eddie Rosario and putting the ball in play, you know, hopefully that eyesight is better at this point. I would certainly hope that's the case. And we're seeing him with a better approach at the plate, putting the ball in play. I think that's at least a little bit encouraging early on. Justin Dean, look, did not really even mention him as far as being in the outfield mix to start the year, but he has been so impressive early on in spring training. He might force his way into the conversation. He's four for eight on spring training already. And, you know, has stolen four bases. You know, we know he's a good defensive player. Now he's not on the 40-man roster. So, again, would be a little difficult for him to make the team out of spring training. But he is certainly doing all that he can right now. And I love Justin Dean. I think he's a, you know, he's a fan favorite at the minor league level. Uh, so good, good for him taking advantage of this opportunity that he has now. And I wanted to mention Braden Shoemake just because I've talked a lot about the middle infield depth and the lack of it. I've been a little bit impressed with him this spring training again in small sample sizes and not so much with a bat, but again, listening on radio, he's made a couple of good plays already. He had a nice barehanded play on a ball that was deflected off the pitcher on Wednesday, he had to come in, had to change directions, come in barehanded and throw the runner out. So we've heard a lot about his defense, maybe one of the best defensive players in the system. So again, if you needed him on the bench, as a defensive replacement, if things just didn't work out with Von Grissom, and I think they will, you could at least have somebody there that you feel good about defensively. He did also hit a double off the wall in this game as well, so showing you something with the bat. As far as some of your news for Wednesday, I hinted yesterday that we had some unfortunate news that was brought to my attention, and that was Blake Burkhalter. And we now, you know, I was just waiting to get confirmation and, and approval from, from the family for releasing this. But he is going to have Tommy John surgery. So hate to hear that for Blake Burkhalter. I believe he's actually going to be having it this Friday. So hate to hear that for Blake Burkhalter. Thought there was a slim chance that, you know, if the Braves did work him up as a reliever, we could perhaps see him at some point this year. You know, there were thoughts that when the Braves drafted him that they may develop him as a starter. I think at this point, after getting Tommy John coming back, we will almost certainly see him come back in the bullpen. But prayers and well wishes for Blake Burkhalter. Hope he has a speedy recovery and that everything goes well. Some roster cuts, which included Blake Burkhalter on Wednesday. Chadwick Trump, option to AAA, Burkhalter, Roll Ramirez, and Brooks Wilson were assigned to minor league camp. Braves posted a franchise best annual revenue of $588 million in 2022, according to financial records that were posted by Liberty Media. And fans may be asking, why aren't we spending more money? Well, look at the budget and look at what they are spending this year. And you can see that they are spending more money. And that's why, because fans, great fans like you going out and supporting the team, and you're seeing that revenue grow and you're seeing 
the the team revenue grow as well. So great to see, great for the franchise. Colby Allard will get the start on Thursday, his second start of the spring. Mike Soroka, Mark Bowman tweeted this on Wednesday, still just throwing off flat ground. Um, I, I think my prediction of the Braves slow playing Mike Soroka into the season and we not really seeing him to start the year, I think is starting to look more and more likely. Now there's still a ton of time left in spring training, but he's still on flat ground. Then he's going to have to play, throw a bullpen at some point. And then he's going to have to throw to live hitters. I mean, we're probably still at least a week away from seeing Mike Soroka in a spring training game. And I think it's probably even more than that. Again, at least a week because you have to get through those two hurdles first. So I think it's looking more and more like Soroka doesn't start the season with the team. Hopefully we get to see him, you know, make at least two or three starts in spring training, then perhaps go to AAA, continue to, to work on things there and get stronger and then come up. That'd be my prediction right now. Again, there's still time for him to get things ironed out and get healthy and make a bid for the starting rotation. But did want to at least update you on that, that right now Soroka is still throwing flat ground. All right, get to some of the comments here. Got several comments uh, to go through in the chat section. Thank you, as always, for joining me. Kate Shaver says, would you rather the Braves win the division by a lot or a game like last year? Um, I'd rather them win it by a lot. That's pretty easy for me. Now, where that comes into effect is, are they playing winning baseball going into the postseason? If they win it by a lot, that likely means they're one of the top two seeds, and that likely means they're going to have those days off anyway. So you're going to have to deal with that. But I'd still say, you know, winning the division by a lot, not having those stressful games at the end. You know, especially they're not going to be playing the Mets at the end anyway. They're going to play in the Phillies. So if it's a, between them and the Phillies, you'd have those highly entertaining games there at the end. Um, but yeah, I'd rather win it by a lot. Jeffrey Humphrey says, as great as Swanson is the money spent to secure Sean Murphy, Michael Harris, and Spencer Strider, is money better spent for the Braves to make a deep run this postseason? What's your opinion? I think that's absolutely right. I think that's a great take by Jeffrey Jeffrey Humphreys. And I think it's something that a lot of Braves fans don't think about a lot. And for good reasons, we're fans. We just want them to spend as much money as possible. But the Braves have allocated a lot of money to a lot of players to make sure they're contending for a long, long time. If they were to give all that money to Dansby Swanson, who they'll then still would have been sixth, seventh best player on the team. That's just not a good strategy for long-term success. And I wanted Dansby back and I'm already starting to not like Dansby after the comments that he made on Wednesday, talking about Atlanta fans. But yes, I think, it's a better move to go get a Murphy, lock him up, lock up guys like Harris and Spencer Strider. I think that's going to be better for the long term. Kate Chavers also asked Jake, who is your favorite Braves player? Right now, I'd probably go with Ronald Acuna. Uh, I think that's a pretty easy answer. He's just so exciting, especially if we get to see the healthy version, who is great offensively and defensively in 2023. I think he's probably my favorite player, Michael Harris could be getting into that conversation again for me i'm a huge defensive guy so you know michael harris certainly has the opportunity to jump up into that mix as well um georgia bulldog will uh morton took a downside this past season and yes i do i hope he's going to be, get back again it's just a couple of adjustments and i have to go back and find the episode uh, talked about during the off season but Keeping those pitches up or keeping those pitches down. He left too many balls over the middle of the plate, not hitting as many batters, not walking as many batters. 
I think you could see that ERA go back to three and a half where we're typically used to seeing him. Um, Braves in 01, Anderson's first spring outing, not too encouraging, but it's still early. Yes, we talked about that yesterday. It was not a great outing for him for sure, but a lot of time left. Um, Miguel Free, I appreciate that comment. Yes, please, if you would, if you're new, obviously, and you're watching this video, subscribe to YouTube and hit a thumbs up on this video. It does help support the show a ton when you do that. Georgia Bulldog Will is going to be one of the best bullpens in all of baseball. I certainly agree. Frankie Torres, Ozzy for sure, I believe, will be the offensive X factor. Has a chance to really elevate the runs per game. Got to stay healthy for sure. Like Morton, but think the age is catching up with him. Bullpen will be huge. And yeah, for me, it's Ozzy. It's it's can he do even more? Uh, I I know what I think Ozzy can be, and what he has been is really good. But I just I feel like there's more in the tank for Ozzy. I just really do. I think he has the ability to be even better. And I think if he does, as Frankie said, I think it just elevates this offense and this team even more. Um, Georgia Bulldog Wheel, Sean Murphy is going to be exciting to watch. I agree. I mean, as far as things that I'm most anticipating to watch this year as a defensive nerd, I cannot wait to see Sean Murphy work behind the plate. Um, Miguel Freya, the Braves had 4.9 runs per game last year. They led the entire MLB in offense. And yeah, again, not going to take much for them to be the best offensive team in baseball. Once again, I just think that's why I don't concern myself too much with the offensive side of things. I just think Ozzy can take them to a whole nother level. Georgia Bulldog Will says Acuna is one of his X factors. I certainly can't agree with that. If we get MVP Acuna, Miguel Free, in my opinion, the Braves team want to use Ozzy as DH because they traded Contreras uh, and they will regret it. It does leave a big hole to DH position. That is for sure. Um, Ozzy is DHing right now uh, because he had some cleanup of his shoulder in the offseason. That's the only reason he's DHing at the moment, but he's a gold glove defender at second base. He's going to be in there. Uh, Sutton Tillery says Chavez is the fifth starter would be absolutely bonkers. Yes, it would, but I mean, the guy just does the unthinkable and the unbelievable. Uh, I do think he's going to be in the bullpen. I do think he earns that spot. Um, Georgia Bulldog Wheel, that's bad to hear about Blake. Hope it goes smoothly. Me as well. Really hate that for him, especially as an Auburn guy. Really hate to see that for Blake Burkhalter. Joe Me with Ian and Bryce struggling and Soroka behind. Is Dodd the leader out of the gate for the five spot? That's a great question. I think, I think for now, obviously, we're still hoping it's going to be either Ian or Bryce or, or Soroka or whoever is best for the job uh, is who we are hoping it will be. Just based on one week, though, I mean, I think he's been the most impressive out of those guys, even including Schuster, although I couldn't see it. But, you know, you're looking for swings and misses. You're looking for strikeouts. Schuster didn't get any of that while Dodd did. So, again, one week in spring training. I would say Dodd has looked the most impressive so far. Georgia Bulldog will. I think Trump can be caught up again this season. His major league debut last season was amazing. I think he has a bright future. It's good to have that depth as well, especially the catcher position. Um, I think, you know, hopefully we don't see him at any point this year because that means something has bad has happened with Murphy and Travis Darno. but it is great to have that catching depth. Samuel Riley, do you think we do more pinch hit, pinch running outside of Eli White? Our bench is slow. I don't think we'd see much of that. Perhaps you do, again, with maybe the stolen base coming back into play. Maybe that makes it even more important to have Eli White on the roster to steal you a bag late in game 
if needed. So hopefully we do because I think that's an exciting part of the game. And I think you may see some more pinch hitting because of that left field DH position. I think it's going to be a platoon situation for a lot of the season. So I think you could see some a lot more pinch hitting with those spots in the lineup. All right, that'll do it for this episode of Lockdown Braves. Thank you so much for listening and being a part of the show. Thank you, as always, for making Lockdown Braves your first listen of each and every day. Now go make your next listen to Lockdown Sports Today podcast, where we were featured the other day. We had one of the takes of the day, so make sure you go give them a listen. They talk about the biggest stories of the day and give you instant reactions. Again, thanks for listening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Lockdown underscore Braves. You can follow me at shortstopball. Also, make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to the Lockdown Braves podcast wherever you get your podcast, and we will talk to you next time. Hey, this is Stacy Gotsoulias. DC Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked On Yankees. Locked On Mariners. Locked On Mets. Locked On Angels. And you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 